Hello and welcome to the Smart Witch Podcast and thank you so much for joining me today. Um, This is my first episode that I've recorded in about a week and a half and that's because with everything going on um, in the country with the black community, I really just felt like the last couple weeks um, were more suitable for me to just listen and learn than to sort of spread information. So I just felt like it was appropriate to take a little bit of a break. I didn't have a lot to say that I felt was going to be beneficial. I did have the idea to maybe talk about the tarot in regards to social justice and how we can actually use the tarot as a tool um, to help us to be active agents for change and to show up for the black community in a supportive way. But I really, I did actually try to record um, a a couple times that episode and it just didn't really come together. I didn't really feel confident in what I was saying and I didn't really ultimately feel great about it. So I'm not going to release that at this time, although maybe down the road and hopefully soon I will have that episode out for you where we can talk about how to actually, as I said, embody the tarot archetypes to really be active servants and agents for collective change, which obviously during this time is extremely important. But nonetheless, I did want to release an episode this week because we have a lot of important astrology happening. And we are going to have, or rather, I am going to release an episode later Later in the week as it gets closer, all about the solar eclipse in Cancer, which is happening this weekend on Sunday, which is really, really important. It's actually happening basically on the same day as the summer solstice, which is really exciting. It's technically not quite the same day. The summer solstice this year falls on Saturday the 20th as opposed to the 21st, but it's still within like the 24-hour window. So this is a really, really supercharged solar eclipse. And of course, we always do special episodes for every new moon, just talking about the spell work that's conducive to work during that time, how we can continue to work with the themes of that moon over the course of the following four weeks. So that episode is coming. I haven't recorded it yet, but hopefully that will be released in a couple days as it gets closer to the solar eclipse on Sunday. We're also just going to talk about the prevalence and importance of that eclipse um, as we did in the last episode where we talked about the lunar eclipse that we just had two weeks ago in Sagittarius. So that is coming. But this episode, I thought it would be really fun to pull cards for all 12 of the signs in response to the question of how you uniquely with your sun sign can thrive during this solar eclipse and what the invitations will be for for those of your sign. Now, obviously, keep your sun sign in mind, but if you do know your big three, which includes not only your sun sign, but also your moon sign and your rising sign, then I do invite you to really consider those cards as well and consider all three in relation to each other for the most accurate interpretation and um, insight in regards to how this lunar, excuse me, solar eclipse is going to impact you, what themes might emerge, how you can thrive during this eclipse period, and also um, just in general, like how you can um, set intentions and work magic during this time. And now I did set the intention also that these cards are going to continue to be relevant for the entire week of the solar eclipse, actually starting today, which is Tuesday. And I think I'm going to um, release this episode on Tuesday as well. So from Tuesday to Tuesday with the solar eclipse falling on Sunday, that's like kind of the time that I set the intention that this card would be most especially relevant. So if you're listening to this episode early, just shortly after I released it, then it's already in play. So hopefully it will immediately resonate and you can immediately apply some of this wisdom and insight. And I do believe that even if you're listening to this episode way after the 
solar eclipse in Cancer of June 2020. I think tarot is really magical like that, and I'm sure that this episode will find you at exactly the time that it's meant to so that this wisdom will be relevant. So without further ado, this is just going to be a short episode, but let's jump into the 12 cards, starting with Aries. And for Aries, I pulled the Knight of Cups, which was actually kind of surprising. So Aries, this solar eclipse in Cancer is going to be a little bit tricky for you because you're really going to be invited to tap more deeply into your more emotional self. And this is not a part of you that you're normally super connected to unless you have a lot of um, conflicting astrological activity in your chart, as in a lot of planets that are in water signs or something like that. You're probably not super into your emotional self. Uh, you're much more comfortable when you're in the fire element, when you're doing, when you're creating, when you're transforming, when you're pioneering and initiating, but you're probably not quite as comfortable, again, barring other planetary activity in your chart, when you're just sort of feeling and intuiting and being and flowing. And that's really sort of the vibe that you're going to be invited to embody and tap into during the solar eclipse in Cancer. You're really going to be invited to access your more feeling nature. And again, emotions really don't come as naturally to you as they do some of the other signs of the zodiac. So this is challenging work, Aries. And I really want to name that, that, you know, this really is difficult for you, but this is a pretty massive up level that you're being invited into with this eclipse. So please do say yes to that work, even though it might be very uncomfortable for you. Now, because this is a night, nights are all about embodiment and they teach us how to carry ourselves and conduct ourselves and how to really just exist as we move around in the world in interpersonal relationships and just in response to our physical immediate environments. And so Aries, I think that you'll be especially invited to embody the water element in your everyday life in regards to your interpersonal relationships and your public presence. So if you have some sort of a platform, for example, maybe you run a business, maybe you have a lot of followers on Instagram, maybe like me, you have a podcast or you're some sort of a speaker or educator, then I really want to invite you to work vulnerability and the water element in general into your public persona more than you normally might. Try to get more vulnerable with your clientele, with your customers, with your audience, with your listeners, with your followers, whatever your, your platform is. Try to get more vulnerable. Try to talk more about what you're feeling. Also, your intuition is at an all-time high right now, Aries. And honestly, your intuition is normally very, very strong. Aries people always know what's up. They really are even though they're not a water sign, they're extremely intuitive, especially if this is your moon sign. You really just kind of always know the right thing. Like you're very good at picking up on things that other people don't. And a lot of times your initial gut instincts are right. So now in particular, your intuition is at an all-time high. So definitely rely on that if you're trying to make any decisions right now, if you're at any like um, crossroads about anything, really just try to drop into what your first initial gut instinct was and what your intuition is telling you. And that's probably not going to lead you astray as it usually doesn't, but now more than ever, your intuition is really, really on point. But I also invite you to really turn up the dial on your own personal vulnerability in your interpersonal relationships, from your coworkers to any romantic relationships or intimate relationships you may be involved in, and even including your friendships here too. I really invite you to bring more of a feeling, vulnerable, and emotional nature to your relationships.
relationships during this week of the solar eclipse in cancer, you will not regret it. If you really bring this vulnerability, talk about what you're feeling, be a little bit more open, be receptive, ask for what you need from your friends and your loved ones and be willing and ready to receive it. And also, Aries, the wisdom of the uh, Knight of Cups is also just that things can be easy if you let them. And that message is really feeling important to me for you during this solar eclipse as well. So if you're trying to manifest anything or if you're in a period of your life where you're creating a lot of things or you're starting up a lot of things as you do like to do, then I really want you to consider that any blockages that you might be perceiving or limitations might be just that, perceptions. They might not be real. And I really want to invite you to just sort of take a breath, which again, isn't super natural for you to do. You like to just sort of go forward, but I really want to invite you to be a little bit more meditative, a little bit calmer. And that's how you're going to invite ease into your life during this time, especially in regards to any intentions that you might be setting right now or anything that you might be starting or creating. This is a really good time to just Remain open to the joy, remain open to ease by surrendering into what is, by really embodying grace, which again, not coming supernatural to you. Aries like to move. They like to go from point A to point B and they like to do it quickly. They don't care if they look graceful or stylish doing it. They just want fast and they want quick. And that's really not the energy for you of this of this eclipse. You're really being invited to move a little slower, to really turn up the dial on your personal grace, and also to really deeply access your sense of play, your sense of joy, your sense of pleasure, and your ability to allow the process to be joyful and easeful and not just rushing there. So if you are, again, in a place in your life where you're manifesting a lot of things, where you're creating a lot of things, or where you're at the precipice of some sort of important new beginning, I really just want to invite you to embody the water element. And I think that that's really going to get you the results that you want, and you're going to feel really good doing it. Now, Aries, this is also a really good time to journal especially in regards to your feelings, because I know that I mentioned earlier, bringing more, your more feeling nature into your relationships, but you can't do that if you're not aware of what your feelings even are. And as aware as Aries people are in so many ways, and they are, they aren't always that aware of their feelings. And they don't always carve out the space and the time to to get that awareness of their feelings. So I'm really going to invite you, Aries, if you don't have an active meditation practice, I'm going to invite you to just start meditating this week. This is a really good time to start, even if all you have is five minutes. There's a lot of guided meditations available through YouTube that are free, that are very short, and you really don't need to listen to anybody either. If that's something that you're not comfortable with or don't feel like, you can literally just lay in bed in the morning before you get up, or you can go to bed a little early and just close your eyes, really try to calm your mind. And this is really going to relax you. It's going to help your intuitive hits come through. And it's also going to get you more in touch with your feelings, which is so important now for you for some reason. And I really don't know what that reason is, but some there's something that your emotional self needs to communicate to you and it's going to help you. So really try to carve out that space. And then again, journaling, if meditation really isn't your shit, which I know a lot of Aries don't like to sit still. So that might not be for you, try journaling. And this might be a little more comfortable for you. 
And it's going to help you to get more in touch again with, with your feeling nature and with what you might be feeling now. It's so important that you know that so that you can bring that vulnerability to the table, ask for what you want, communicate your emotional needs and your current emotional state, and just allow that support to come in. These are all really important themes for you this week. Now, next, we're going to talk about Taurus, which this is a massive solar eclipse for you, Taurus, because we pulled the strength card, which is really, really important. Now, Taurus, you are going to get what you want by really embodying your gentle feminine nature during this eclipse. Now, a lot of times when we pull the strength card, we're being invited into a much deeper level of self-mastery in some significant way. And actually, in a lot of ways, the invitations are similar for you, Taurus, than for Aries, which isn't surprising because this is a solar eclipse in Cancer. And so to some extent, um, it's going to affect us all collectively in the sense that we're going to be invited to be more vulnerable, to get more in touch with our emotions. And so that does make sense that that's already a recurring theme, even just with the first two cards. But for you, Taurus, you're really going to specifically be invited to use your vulnerability and to use your inherent feminine nature to which you're already closely connected to have a deeper sense of not only self-control, but control of the things around you. The strength card is actually one of the most powerful cards in the entire major arcana for teaching the art of manifesting. And we learn in the strength card that one of the best ways to manifest what we desire is by demonstrating such powerful control of ourselves. And I don't mean control in like an egotistical kind of way. I actually mean it in a very feminine, just quietly empowered way where we're really in control of ourselves. We're not at the mercy of what's going on around us. We're not at the mercy of our old stories, our old beliefs, our base level instincts, our fear that we might have, our doubt. We're really just kind of there. We're showing up, we're vulnerable. And when we do that, we tend to just sort of have a magnetic energy where things flow to us. And again, a similar invitation for you, Taurus, is to allow the process to be easy if you're really hoping to use this new moon energy to manifest something, to create something, to set some pretty massive intentions for the rest of the year or for however long, the next couple months, or even for this particular moon cycle, the next four weeks then you're really going to be invited to do that by just sort of allowing it to be easy. A lot of efforting really isn't going to be required of you, Taurus, to get what you want during this moon cycle. Um, instead, the invitation for you really is just to exude a quiet sense of personal power. And that's really going to be your, your guide to thriving over the next four weeks, is really just exhibiting a very self-contained kind of nature. And I don't really know how specifically this will show up for you individually if you're a Taurus listening. It's going to be obviously personal and unique for every single one of you, but that is really important. If anything right now is stressing you out, if anything is threatening your sense of control over yourself, again, control not in an egotistical way, but just in, in the way of self-mastery. If anything is threatening your self-mastery right now... Um, really try to protect that, really try to get that back because that's really going to be your rock for this eclipse and for anything that may happen. And it's going to get you through any of the tricky parts and it's really going to help you come out the other side with everything that you want. And now if there is any sort of an external problem going on, if there's anything that's throwing you off in your life, in your environment or atmosphere, whether it's a person or a situation or anything else, then the best 
course of action for you is to seduce that thing with your gentleness. And that is, again, something that you already have within you, Taurus. The strength card is, unlike Aries, which it's going to be a challenge for, for Arians to embody the Knight of Cups. It just is. That's not a naturally um, harmonious combo. But for you, Taurus, the strength card is really just asking you to call upon a skill set that you have. You already have this gentle way and you already exude such a strong sense of groundedness and self-mastery that this isn't going to be particularly hard for you. You're not necessarily cultivating new skills this eclipse as much as you're really just fine-tuning and accessing a skill set that is already extremely available to you and that you probably have used before. But if there is any sort of a conflict, you really just want to seduce that energy, that, that conflict, by just being super gentle. And that is literally how you're going to make an enemy a friend during the, the eclipse. Um, and again, I don't mean a, an enemy in the sense necessarily of a person as much as if there's just an energy right now that's stressing you out or bothering you or a situation the best way that you can make the most of that and to resolve it or even just make it sort of disappear and find its way out is by showing up with gentleness, with, with vulnerability, and even just by being loving in situations where this might seem really, really difficult. And I think that that will be pretty powerful. I think that you're going to find really joyful results um, through engaging in that work. And this is a major arcana, Taurus. So this is a really big... Uh, eclipse for you. It's going to affect you in a profound way that will really shift the course of your life. Anytime we're working with the energy of a major arcana, we're going through pretty massive shifts that are important long-term and in a larger sense. So this is big work that you're doing, but I know that you can do it. Now for Gemini, we pulled the Fool, which is really beautiful because this is a new moon. So again, that is collectively sort of true for all of us that this is a new beginning. But for you, Gemini in particular, this new moon and solar eclipse is a really powerful new beginning of some sort. You're stepping into a new paradigm and you really get to choose who you want to be now and how you want to proceed. Now, if anything comes up for you as an opportunity or an option, Gemini, around the time of the uh, solar eclipse, even if it seems a little crazy, I really want you to drop into your intuition and consider saying yes. Anytime we pull, pull, anytime we pull the fool, yes is kind of our mantra. Like, it's a good time to just go for it. But obviously, Gemini, you never want to be reckless. Um, the point is more that you are dropping into your intuition. And even if you don't necessarily logically think you have the skill set or the uh, necessary prerequisite to go on a specific journey, if your gut is telling you that this is a journey that you're ready for and that you can handle, then it's not a bad idea to just roll with it. And so I want you to be willing to take some risks during this moon cycle um, and say yes to some surprising invitations or opportunities that might come up and do expect them with the fool. And really just trust in the process, trust that things are going to go well and they will. Your most powerful manifestation tool for this new moon is optimism. So just really try to show up to any situations, even those which are challenging with a pure heart and with the willingness to consider that everything will work out exactly how and as you want it to. And that's really going to get you very, very far. And again, I really want to emphasize that for you, Gemini, this in particular, this lunar, or excuse me, solar eclipse has the potential to be a really powerful new beginning and a shift, a real shift um, and, a, and a moment where you can start a completely new journey. So 
I really want you to set some intentions because this is a natural starting point. So literally put pen to paper, write down some intentions for yourself. This is such a powerful time for you to do that. If you get really, really clear on what you want, it's going to unfold. I mean, this is, this is probably the most powerful new moon for you of the year. So really make sure that you that you work some magic, that you get clear on what you want, get clear on what your goals are, where you're headed. And this is really a favorable time for you, Gemini, for any sort of a new beginning, any sort of a new start. If you're starting a new job or if you're thinking about getting an apartment, I know that we do have Mercury retrograde at play, so that is something to consider. But I live on the edge. I know you do too, Gemini. And I'm here to tell you that I pull the fool for you. And so it's really time to take some risks, to start something new. And this is very much the energy for you of this solar eclipse and the opportunities and invitations. Now, I absolutely love this. So now we're moving on to Cancer. And for you, Cancer, I pulled the King of Cups. And how perfect is that? Obviously, this is a solar eclipse that is happening in your sun sign, which is powerful. So you in particular, you in particularly will be very affected, but how you're going to be affected cancer is you're experiencing a massive up level in terms of your, uh, um, your emotional self. So you're going to experience some sort of self mastery or, um, progress in relationship to your to your emotional body and to your emotional being. You're either going to find that you are becoming more emotionally self-contained or self-controlled. You're going to find that you become more vulnerable, Cancer, because that's something that can be really tricky for you. Even though you have a lot of feelings, you're very aware of your feelings and you're very in touch with your feeling nature. But it can be really scary and really hard for you because you're so sensitive to show that part of yourself to other people. And so it could be that the King of Cups is showing up to let you know that you're going to have some sort of a, an opportunity to really to be vulnerable. Regardless, Cancer, this isn't something that's going to be like an external thing. This is happening. Like you don't really need to do anything. You're naturally just experiencing this upgrade. If you are a cancer, this is naturally happening. You're going to notice that you have a new emotional, um, emotional intelligence, a new intuition, a new emotional awareness that you literally didn't have prior to the eclipse. It's going to be that instantaneous. You're literally going to just experience a cellular shift that will literally be an upgrade to the way that you have conducted yourself in the past emotionally. And that's really powerful. So you're literally going to up-level in some significant way. And again, only you will know what that is. It will be different from individual to individual. But there's going to be some sort of a significant up-leveling in regards to your emotions. And I think that's really beautiful and powerful. And this is a really good time, too, to set any intentions around that cancer as well. And also, because this is a king, this is all about leadership. And so, cancer, you really are also going to be faced with invitations this week to lead, to take the lead, to help other people who are struggling, especially people who are struggling emotionally. The fact that we pulled the King of Cups for you, Cancer, means that you're in a position where you're pretty emotionally with it. You're pretty together. You have got your shit down. And even if you don't, you are capable right now, even if you don't necessarily feel this way at the time of listening, to hold space both for yourself and for anyone else who might need you. You are. You can 
hold space for yourself and other people at the same time without compromising or depleting your energy. More than likely, because again, this card is really a mastery of the self emotionally, so much so that as with any king, there is a willingness and a preparedness to actually be of service to others in a way that will not deplete from the self. So Cancer, I really invite you to take any opportunities to be an emotional healer this week or a leader and to maybe listen to someone that just needs to talk or hold someone that just needs to be held, be a shoulder to cry on for someone, um, help you know, a little girl find her mom at the grocery store, like whatever it might be. I do believe that if this is, this is an aspect of this card that is resonating with you, there will be some sort of an external opportunity this week or at the time of listening, to be of service. And so look for that opportunity, say yes to it when it arrives. Not only will you be helping someone else, but you will feel incredible afterwards. So please look for opportunities to use your, your emotional upgrade to help someone else emotionally upgrade. That's going to be really, really powerful. And Cancer, if you are in not like such a great place as you're listening to this, if you are thinking that this eclipse so far has been a doozy, you are feeling like the vibes, you're tired, you are maybe just feeling really emotional, and the thought of listening to someone else's problems just makes you feel like you can't, then don't, then don't. Because the King of Cups sometimes is all about just being so like having such self-mastery and such an awareness and an empowered understanding of where you stand emotionally that you know when you can and can't be of service to others because no one can all the time, not even the King of Cups himself. We all have seasons where we're just not available for that kind of intensive work. And so um, that might be the case for you, Cancer, too, is that you you really do need to up-level your own self-care and it's not your job to be there for anyone else if you if you can't if you can't. So please, um, keep that in mind. It can, it can definitely manifest differently person to person. But I think the most important aspect of this card for you, Cancer, is that there is an emotional upgrade happening for you. This solar eclipse, that is your gift. That's the gift that this eclipse is bringing you. So, so do use that if you feel, if you feel up for it and look for the ways that that might be happening for you. Cause I assure you that it is. Now for um, Leo, we pulled the High Priestess, which is a really beautiful card. So um, Leo's, your intuition right now is absolutely so high. It's so high. So really listen to your intuition. It's not going to lead you astray. Your personal wisdom is at an all-time high right now. And now the other thing is I also want you to really consider that this might be a good time to keep to yourself. A lot of times when we pull High Priestess, we're in a phase of life where um, external noise is just kind of draining, it's exhausting, and a lot of the time it feels really good to just like retreat and be by ourselves and just sort of get in touch with our own inner being. And that's very much, I think, going to be the invitation for Leo for this solar eclipse in Cancer. So Leo, take some time to retreat, get away from other people, silence any external noise, and just take a break. That's feeling really aligned for you for the solar eclipse, especially if you've been having a hard time with some of the, some of the energy. And I think that 
you're really going to kind of know what to do. Also, if you have any quandaries, Leo, that are plaguing you right now, any decisions that you need to make that you're really looking for answers, if you kind of were excited about hearing your card because you were hoping that it would make a decision that you need to make easier, the High Priestess always is here to tell us that we already know the answer. And so Leo, trust in your own inner knowing because it's not going to lead you astray. So if there's anything that you need to decide, if there's any any actions that you need to take, just know that you know what to do. And if you're still like not really sure if that doesn't clear it up immediately, then as I said, take some time, silence the external noise, and it's going to become clear. But you really do have everything you need right now, Leo, to make this a very successful eclipse. And like for cancers, it's not going to really require a lot of work and a lot of efforting. Now, Virgo, we pulled a little bit of a spiky card for you, but I don't want you to freak out about this because it's totally not a problem. So we pulled the Five of Pentacles, which is traditionally not a card that gets a great reputation. Um... And we're going to do, obviously, an immersion at some point on hopefully all of these cards. So if you're interested in learning more about Five of Pentacles, stay tuned for that. But just for our purposes, Virgo, you're going to have some sort of an opportunity this solar eclipse, this week probably, where you're going to want something and you're going to want to manifest it. And it's not, there's going to be some resistance. It's not, it's not going to happen as quickly as you want it to. And it's not going to happen as easily as you want it to. And there's a really good chance that that might bring about pretty deep-seated fears around lack or, or just poverty, not having what you need. It's going to maybe bring some anxiety, some fear. But the most important thing, Virgo, to know about the Five of Pentacles is that, first of all, it's temporary. So really just tending to your nervous system through any uncertainty that may arise for you this week with the solar eclipse, will, that alone will be really powerful and helpful. But secondly, um, a lot of times when we're manifesting something, or if you're not into that language, if we're creating something or trying to uh, start something, get something off the ground, and it's just not happening in the way that we want it to, or at all maybe, we can become really frustrated, but there's so many reasons. And I'm a seasoned manifester, and even I don't just get everything that I want every time, or even if I do, it doesn't always happen on my time frame because that's just plain and simply not how it's always going to work. Every manifestation is different. Some require more time than others, and some require a particular uh, level of readiness on our part that we may think we have consciously and at the ego level, but that we don't have. We might think we're ready for something, but then we get it and we realize we're not. And so a lot of the times, again, we're trying to manifest something, but we're actually being done a favor by Source Vibe by not having that thing fall into our lap because we're not as ready as we think. And a lot of times, how many times has that probably happened to you, Virgo, where you thought you were ready for something and you got it and you realized you weren't? Or maybe you didn't get it and then later you got it and you realized, holy shit, I was not ready for this when I thought I was. It's a good thing that this is just now happening for me, right? And so expect some frustration, Virgo, for this um, this solar eclipse. Nothing massive, nothing crazy, nothing that you can't totally handle and get yourself through, but you know, there might be some stagnant energy. Things might not just move as quickly as you want them to. You might experience some 
uh, delays or just something not, not happening in the external world in the way that you want it to or in a way that is making you feel abundant. And just remember, again, that this is temporary, that this is just the energy that's in your sign right now for your sign, but that is there anything that you can do to shift out of this energy? Is there any way that you can become more prepared for whatever it is that you want, whether emotionally or is there actually like earthly things that need to be tended to before this thing happens? These are really good questions to ask yourself now, Virgo. And I know how you love to be prepared. I know how you love to dot your I's and cross your T's. So this is a really good way to spend this eclipse is just making sure that everything is in order. And again, not just physically, but at the energetic level so that your manifestation can take root. And hopefully that does speed up the process. And if not, just remember your self-care Virgo. That's going to be really important with any stresses that may arise for you during this solar eclipse. Now, again, I can't stress enough that this is nothing to be afraid of or nothing to be freaked out by. We all pass through five of pentacles. It's annoying and it's frustrating, but it's no biggie. So don't be freaked out. It's really not the fear-based stuff that you may have been exposed to if you're familiar with tarot. But now I want to move on to Libra. So for Libra, we pulled the Hermit. So Libra, this solar eclipse has you feeling like you kind of want to be alone. And even if it doesn't have you feeling that way, that's the best thing for you to do, Libra, is to, to be by yourself. Spend some time physically alone. And if that's not an option or if that's really just not resonating, then I think more important is just that you look at your life, especially anything in your life that doesn't feel like it's working, from a really objective place. We learn with the hermit that true wisdom comes from um, emotional objectivity, but also like not total logic. Like we want a nice blend of our rational mind and our intuitive heart to help us to make decisions. And that's really what you're being invited into Libra. And I know how, how that language will resonate with you because you love the idea of balance. And so Libra, you're being invited to bring more balance into any decisions or intentions that you might be faced with or making during this time, really just think about how your mind and heart are working together or are not working together and how you can help them to work together a little bit more smoothly. But I can't emphasize enough, Libra, how much I think alone time and solitude will be beneficial for you during this uh, solar eclipse week. I feel like you're usually very social, but you're not really going to want to be social. And even if you have some resistance to being alone, I think as soon as you are by yourself, you're going to find that the silence is actually really sweet. And Libra, you're going to get a lot done. You're going to have a lot of realizations this week too. If you actually do carve out the space and carve out the, the solitude to contemplate, reflect. This is a really good eclipse for you to do some journaling, to do some meditating, just like I recommended for Aries. Um, so really just diving deeply into yourself, your own inner knowledge. If you are trying to make a decision right now, Libra, this is actually kind of similar to the wisdom that I gave Leo. You already have the answer. It's already there. You don't have or rather you do have everything that you need. And so really just silencing external noise and getting deeply in touch with the inner knowing that you have is going to really help you out. It's going to bring a lot of answers. So if there's any confusion or insecurity or uncertainty about how to go forward this eclipse, you already know and you really just need to create the physical space to allow the answers to come through. So hopefully that helps you. 
Now, Scorpio, this is a really powerful um, eclipse for you. And actually, like Cancer, who is your water signed cousin, and actually uh, probably the closest sign to you because it's also a crustacean as you are, you are also being invited into somewhat of a position of leadership. Actually, all three of the water signs are being invited into leadership positions with this eclipse, which is actually kind of funny. Um, we'll get to Pisces, obviously, later on. But Scorpio, you're also being invited into some kind of a leadership position where you're going to be invited to sort of draw upon skills that you already have to help someone else, to teach someone else something, to somehow be of service, to play some sort of a role of mentor or teacher to somebody. And at the same time, Scorpio, you're also going to be invited to step out of your comfort zone this eclipse in some significant way and learn something new yourself. Whenever we're dealing with the energy of the Three of Wands, it's always kind of like this balance of both being the teacher and the student. We're usually building on a skill set that we already have in such a way that we're kind of in familiar territory. We're in a master level, so we're able to help other people, but we're also somehow learning something from the experience too. And so that's very much going to be your karmic position during this eclipse, Scorpio. You're going to be a little bit in unfamiliar territory, which you don't super love. It's not really comfortable for anyone to be um, in student mode, but you are going to, there's something for you to learn. So have the humility and also look for that. Look for that wisdom because it's, it's going to bring an upgrade. And you're also going to be invited to, as I said, um, help someone. There's really a big expansion coming for you. That's kind of your key word, um, Scorpio, for this for this Cancer solar eclipse. There's it's going to bring about some sort of an expansion and probably a literal one. Probably literally, you might be invited uh, to expand in some way, either with your living situation. You might be offered like a better apartment or a promotion at work or um, being moved up at work. Um, it might even be a relationship that is sort of uh, expanding or becoming, um, building on what it has been so far, building on existing or past progress. Just look for ways to expand because you are wanting to, you've been wanting to for a while. You're kind of in like a place where you're ready to move outward. You're ready to share your knowledge and you're going to have the opportunity to do that during this new moon. Now, this is a really powerful full moon or full moon, new moon for you, Scorpio, in regards to setting intentions too. So really make sure that you get clear about what you want, make a physical list, work any spell work that might lead you to what you want because really in general, the energy of just like fertility, creation, power, expansion, that is all really available to you right now. And you're really ready for it. You have a really solid foundation already built. You've kind of already done any prerequisite work that is needed and you're very ready to receive what you want and to experience real time and earthly expansion. So pursue that and work your magic. And I really think that you're going to find that it's super easy. It's just kind of in flow for you right now to be expanding outward, learning new skills, um, growing in your life in, as I said, earthly, literal, tangible, physical ways. So really welcome that in and and I think that you're going to quickly see that unfolding this week. So that's exciting. Now, Sagittarius, your card is the Knight of Swords, which is all about movement, which you love. It's totally your shit. I literally can't think of, well, actually, Eight of Wands would be kind of your patron card, Sagittarius. But the Knight of Wands, or excuse me, the Knight of Swords is also very, very much your card, too. Now, 
the Knight of Wands, or I'm sorry, I keep saying that, the Knight of Swords is just a time in our lives where we're being invited to move really quickly. We're usually in a busy season of our lives. There's a lot of things going on. We need to direct a lot of our energy outward. And this is you right now for some reason, Sagittarius. You're busy. There's a lot going on. It's kind of go, go, go right now. And that's just how it is. And that's totally fine. Just be prepared for that. Be prepared to have to move quickly. Be prepared to make quick decisions. Be prepared to just kind of have to bang something out. It's kind of like pulling an all-nighter to get the, the piece of artwork done or to get the paper written or whatever it is. Like sometimes we just need to stretch the the, the capabilities of both our body and our mind. And Saj, you're in a period of your life right now with this eclipse where you're going to be invited to do that. You're going to be invited to test your body in some way, to test your mental capacity. Um, and maybe it won't be super comfortable, but it will be extremely rewarding. So focus on that. Just get it done. Do whatever you need to do bang the items off of your to-do list, which right now is probably extensive given that we've pulled this card for you and really just sort of understand that this is the, the phase that you're passing through and solid action is going to get you to where you want to be and decisive action. Now for, um, for Capricorn, we pulled another major, which is the wheel of fortune. So this is really powerful wisdom. So Capricorn, you're experiencing powerful learning and up-leveling with this solar eclipse in regards to how you can be less at the mercy of externals, how you can be really solid and grounded in and of yourself and comfortable with taking control of your own emotions and not just your own emotions, but really just your energy how you can be, metaphorically speaking, at the center of the wheel as opposed to on the outside turning with everything that goes on, with all of the cycles and all of the themes that are bigger than you and that you really have no control over. This is really big learning, Capricorn, and it might be uncomfortable. The Wheel of Fortune can be a challenging card, but you got this, you've got this. And um, if you're feeling Capricorn right now, like you need to do something, if there's a conflict in your life that feels like it is requiring effort on your part or that it's requiring you to take the wheel or correct the situation, consider that this might be an illusion. And Capricorn, your rule of thumb for manifesting on this um, eclipse is to not do very much always when we pull the wheel of fortune, the best thing that we can do is to take the back seat and allow the car to drive itself, which sounds crazy. And for you, especially Capricorn, that is not your shit. You really like to be in control. You like to be driving, but you're really being invited to just sort of step aside and allow things to unfold. You really don't need to meddle Capricorn. You don't need to mess with anything right now. It may feel like you do. And a lot of times that is the way we feel. When we pull Wheel of Fortune, we almost feel like there's a problem that we alone can fix. That is not the reality. That is just our perception. And the best thing you can do, Capricorn, and the way for you to manifest what you want on this new moon solar eclipse is to do nothing, which is kind of like exciting, but it's also challenging. It's also challenging. There are bigger cycles um, than what you can control. 
as a human being. And so the best thing you can do is just sort of stay with it and take responsibility, Capricorn, for your energy and just being present with whatever is physically there right now in your life, even if it's not necessarily what you would choose to be there. Just work with it, work with it and try to stay centered no matter what may happen. And um, yeah, just allow the change to come, work with what you have, and later will be the time to work magic, but, but not now, not yet. So then for my fellow Aquarians, we have pulled the Page of Pentacles. So your medicine for this Cancer eclipse is curiosity. Approach anything that comes up with like a why kind of mentality, whether it's anything that comes up internally or anything that comes up externally. You're very much in a position right now where you can learn a lot about especially like what you're here to do, what you're here to do in this body, in this lifetime. It's actually kind of a powerful card in that way that it can teach you a lot about your life as a whole, your dharma, if you will. This is one of the dharma cards, I would say, of the tarot. And so that's something that you can think about. It's a great thing to journal on during this eclipse. And um, I think that that will be very powerful. But really anything that comes up, Aquarius, try to just be curious about it. Don't drop into judgment. Don't, you know, make an assumption or just immediately decide how you feel about it. Just continue to ask questions, bring this really inquisitive nature. And you are, Aquarius, a naturally curious individual because you are an air sign. So you do like knowledge. You like to know. You like to ask questions. You like to understand. And you're always seeking to understand. And so really use that skill set that you already have to help to avoid any stickiness during this eclipse. And stay humble too. Humility is a really big theme with the, um, with the page of pentacles. You're just kind of in a student mode right now where you're learning a lot of things. You're maybe in familiar territory in some way in your life. And the best way to navigate that is to just have the humility to know that you don't know and to ask the questions instead of trying to provide the answers. Now, finally, with Pisces, we have the King of Wands. So literally, I feel like all three cards that I used the word leadership were all three of the water signs, which makes sense because they are going to be right at home during this um, solar eclipse, which is in Cancer. So Pisces are being invited to, to lead. You're being invited to step up, Pisces, which is actually not natural to you, though. You don't want to be a leader. You don't want to tell other people what to do. You would much rather be behind the scenes or helping other people, creating the space. But no, Pisces, you're really being invited to step up and accept any leadership roles, whether within the home and the, the domestic space or at work or anywhere else. And this might be quite small and subtle, Pisces. It's not necessarily going to be as literal as, you know, getting a promotion at work to manager or boss. It might be, you know, something really subtle a subtle shift in one of your relationships even where someone needs your help for a change. But Pisces, you are prepared. You're ready to, to really lead, to blaze a new trail, to come up with new solutions to old problems that no one else has thought of. So get really comfortable with that concept that you are totally qualified, even though humility is in your nature and you might doubt that qualification, but you really have this shit, like you have it and you can help other people. So be confident, Pisces. 
you've got this. Like you're really being invited into a deeper level of service and leadership with this um, solar eclipse. It's going to feel good. It's going to make you shine. It's really going to boost your confidence and it's going to help other people too. So don't shy away from any opportunities or invitations to, to teach, to lead, to inspire, to create, to propose new ideas, to blaze a new trail, to pioneer a new project. Again, I know that this is completely not in your nature, but you're really being invited to sort of step outside of your comfort zone in this way and get in touch with more of your fiery side of yourself. And this will be a little easier for you if you're a Pisces sun that has, or Pisces anything, that has some fire in your chart. So do look at your own personal chart and see if you have anything that you can kind of lean on in terms of your planetary activity to help you to do this. Because you might already have a little bit of a fiery nature which you can cultivate during this eclipse. So that's it. That's it. Those are the 12 cards. And I know that that was very quick. I didn't want to go on for too long about any one of those cards. Obviously, there's so much to say about all of them, but I just tried to sort of get the highlights in. But I hope that you enjoyed this little um, segment. This was kind of a new thing. I don't think we'll really necessarily do it again. I just sort of got the idea and it sounded really fun to me, so I went with it. But I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I hope that you have an amazing solar eclipse and uh, summer solstice. And again, a video or a video uh, episode is coming out probably in a couple days in which we are going to dive really deeply into the energies of this particular eclipse on a collective scale, how it's going to impact all of us collectively, um, what the energies of this eclipse are, how we can work with it, the magic we can work, solar eclipses generally, which we've never really talked about on the podcast. That is all going to be included in a future episode. So just keep an eye on that and for that. And before I let you go, I also just want to remind you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter if you haven't already. If you love tarot and if you love astrology and magic and witchcraft and manifesting, then you're going to love it. I send it out once a week, usually every Tuesday, give or take. And in it, we just talk about the astrology of the week. I pull a card for my readers. We talk about that. I publish a gratitude list to inspire you to get in touch with your own gratitude. And usually I'll just muse on anything that might be going on in the world or in my life. And we'll just kind of talk about magic and it's really a good place to be. So I will include the link in the description to subscribe. And I really do invite you to do that. And then also, as always, I'm always taking questions for the Ask a Witch episodes that I do. So if you have a question on anything from magic to manifesting to crystal healing and crystal magic to living and navigating life and relationships as a modern witch to astrology, to tarot, to other forms of divination, literally try me. Um, I've been a practicing witch for 13 years, so I kind of know what's up. And even if I can't answer your question, I can probably reply privately to your email to direct you to the right person. So send me your questions and I hopefully will be able to answer it here on the podcast. I'll keep you anonymous, but I am always taking questions. So please consider shooting me an email at thesmartwitchpodcast at gmail.com. I will publish my email address in the description as well, just so that you can see it that way. But thank you so much for listening. And again, I hope that you have a fantastic eclipse. I hope that this little very, very mini reading was helpful for you and relevant for you and take really good care of yourself. And I will talk to you very, very soon.